Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Looking for more ways to circle round with us? Join the Circle Round Club and get all sorts of great perks, like a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, monthly newsletters, even ad-free episodes, and bonus bedtime stories. Support our public radio podcast and sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Do you have a special elder in your life? Maybe it's a grandparent who makes a mean pancake breakfast or tells the best bedtime stories. Perhaps it's an uncle, aunt, or neighbor who always makes you laugh with tales from their youth. A Chinese proverb says, the family with an old person in it possesses a jewel. And in today's story, we'll meet a woman who's determined to keep that jewel safe. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today our story is called Plowing the Road. It's inspired by tales told in many places, including Japan, Laos, Mongolia, Haiti, Russia, the Balkans, and the ancient kingdom of Macedonia. Some really great people came together to bring you our folktale, including Kamiko Glenn, whom you grown-ups will know from Orange is the New Black and Liza on Demand. And kids, you can hear Kamiko in Baby Shark's Big Show, Dogs in Space, and My Little Pony, A New Generation. So circle around, everyone, for Plowing the Road. There once lived a king and queen who ruled their land with reason, compassion, and wisdom. The royal couple never had any children, but somehow, when the monarchs were old enough to have heads full of gray hairs and faces full of wrinkles, they received the unexpected news that a baby was on the way. And sure enough, some months later, the queen gave birth to a beautiful, healthy boy. The king and queen adored their new prince, and he adored them. But as he grew bigger, he became more aware of his parents' age. He noticed how the queen, for instance, had trouble keeping up during their games of tag. Come on, mother, chase me. I'm trying, son. I'm trying. And when the prince snuggled up with his father for a bedtime story... Stella the farmer walked all day long. The king often fell asleep mid-sentence. And over the top of the hill, what did she see but the giant green dragon? Dad, wake up! Now, mind you, the king and queen still ruled their people with reason, compassion, and wisdom. In fact, their many years of experience made them more reasonable, compassionate, and wise than ever. But the prince couldn't see any of that. He just saw two creaky old folks who were getting grayer in the hair and longer in the tooth. So when his parents passed away, and he assumed the throne, the new king made a decision. I hereby decree that every single old person in this kingdom will be banished, sent away. I want only youthful people in my land, not a bunch of old foggies with shuffling walks and stooped backs. As you can imagine, the people of the kingdom were aghast, but they knew they must obey their king. So they bid farewell to their mothers and fathers, their grandmothers and grandfathers, 
and with tearful eyes and heavy hearts, they watched as their beloved elders traveled off to another land. Now, in the middle of the kingdom, there lay a village. And in the middle of the village, on a dirt road near the town marketplace, lived two farmers, a young woman and her grandfather. But unlike everyone else in the kingdom, the young farmer refused to let her beloved elder go. Come now, granddaughter. The king says I have to go. I don't want to leave you, of course, but a royal decree is a royal decree. But I love you, and I need you. How could I possibly run our farm without you? I mean, you've been a farmer since, well, forever. You've learned everything there is to know about farming. Well, probably not everything. But according to our king, this dog is too old to learn new tricks. I don't care what the king says. I'm determined to keep you with me, even if it means digging out a secret cellar beneath the house for you to hide in. Which, come to think of it, isn't a half-bad idea. Come now, granddaughter. You're not saying you're actually going to... exactly what I'm saying, grandfather. Listen, I have a ton of crops to cart over to the marketplace today. Once I'm done selling everything, I'll hurry home, grab the shovel, and get to work. And that's exactly what the farmer did. She loaded her cart with beans and peas, oats and wheat, barley and rye, then joined the procession of other farmers wheeling their goods down the dirt road to the marketplace. Some were selling chickens. Some were selling pigs. But most of them, like our intrepid heroine, were selling crops like beans and peas, oats and wheat, barley and rye, plus radishes, turnips and lettuce. At the end of the day, when the young farmer came home, she got to work digging a secret cellar for her grandfather. She dug and she dug. And when she was done... (sighs) There we go. What do you think, grandfather? Well, to be honest, I can't exactly say that it's home sweet home, but it's definitely home safe home. Exactly. I'll stock the cellar with food and a mattress, and I'll check on you as often as I can. I'm sorry that it has to be this way, but I just can't bear to see you go. I understand, granddaughter, and I thank you. A week went by, and much to the farmer's relief, her secret remained a secret. The royal guards did make a few sweeps of the kingdom to see if any elders had been left behind. But when they came to the farmer's village and galloped their horses down the dirt road to her house... Hello? Her cellar was so well hidden, they didn't suspect a thing. Thanks for stopping by, fellas. Good luck with your search. Over the months that followed, the farmer visited Grandfather in the cellar every morning. She brought him food, books... She told him the latest news in town. Then she loaded up her cart and wheeled her crops to the market. It wasn't a perfect arrangement. Far from it. It was tough not having Grandfather by her side all day. But little did she know, things were about to get even tougher. What do you think will happen next? We'll find out after a quick break. Thank you. 
Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We've been looking for even more ways to circle round with super fans like you. And now we've got another one. The Circle Round Club. When you join the Circle Round Club, not only do you support the public radio station that makes Circle Round possible, but you can get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters from me, Rebecca Shear, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, and ad-free episodes. Sign up now at wbor.org slash Club. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today our story is called Plowing the Road. Before the break, a foolish king banished all the elders from the kingdom. But one farmer defied the king's orders. She built her beloved grandfather a secret cellar beneath the house and checked on him every day before heading down the dirt road to sell her crops at the market. When summer rolled around, it was especially hot and dry. The rain rarely fell, and when it did, it was so brief that the thirsty earth could hardly take a drink. As you can imagine, this was not good news for our farmer, whose crops shriveled and withered in the heat. But she wasn't alone. Across the kingdom, everyone's crops were failing and the king was sick with worry. So he summoned his royal advisors. Listen, people. As you know, a great portion of this kingdom is devoted to farmland. And now that all of the crops are on the verge of ruin, we are on the verge of ruin. So I ask you, what should be done? Before the advisors answer, something you should know. When the king banished old people from the land, he also banished his original team of advisors, the wise elders who had faithfully served his parents for years and years. Those advisors all had silvery hair and wrinkles, and, well, you know how the new king felt about that. So his new team was very young, very fresh, and didn't have a whole lot of experience. Well, people, I asked you a question. How do we get the kingdom's crops to grow again? The king's new advisors furrowed their brows and scratched their heads as they racked their brains for an idea. I know. What if we try summoning the rain with songs? You know, like, rain, rain, come today, come make this drought go away. Or we fertilize the land with scraps from the royal kitchen. By my calculation, it would only take 5,000 horses pulling 5,000 carts to do the job. Or 
we try reciting a spell, like Alakazam, Alakazo, make it so these crops will grow. Or we try taking all of them. Enough. Clearly you people won't do much good, so how about this? I will issue a royal decree. Whoever finds a way to grow crops during this detestable drought may have whatever their heart desires. Money, jewels, furs, the fanciest of foods. They could even have my royal robes for all I care, just so long as they can save this kingdom. Word of the king's royal decree spread like wildfire. And when the news reached the farmer's village, and she went to the secret cellar to tell grandfather the news... The king says whoever can get crops to grow in this drought will get whatever their heart desires. She was astounded by his response. Well, the answer is simple, my dear. Wait, what? I don't think you understand, Grandfather. You haven't been out to our fields lately. The soil is all crumbly and dusty. The plants are all droopy and dry. There's no hope of bringing our crops back to life. Well... I never said anything about bringing our crops back to life. I'm sorry, Grandfather, but you've totally lost me. Grandfather wrapped the farmer's hand in his wrinkled, weathered fingers and gave it a squeeze. Listen, my dear. Here is what I want you to do. I want you to take your plow and bring it in front of our house. But the fields are behind our house, Grandfather, not in front of it. And... Once you've brought the plow to the front of the house, I want you to plow the dirt road. You want me to what? You heard me. I want you to plow the dirt road. After that, we wait. For what? <laughs> For the crops to grow, silly. Then you can go to the king, and he'll give you whatever your heart desires. Trust me on this one, child. This old dog still knows a few tricks. The farmer was perplexed by her grandfather's instructions, but she did as he asked. She brought the plow to the front of the house and plowed the dirt road. After that, she waited. As it happens, a brief rain shower fell while she was waiting. And a few days later, when the farmer woke up and went outside... Goodness gracious! She couldn't believe her eyes because sprouting out of the dirt road were all kinds of crops. Tiny, healthy shoots of beans and peas, oats and wheat, barley and rye, plus eensy little radish plants, turnips and lettuce. The farmer immediately raced down to the secret cellar. Grandfather, there are crops in the dirt road, real Honest-to-goodness crops! Beans and peas and oats and wheat and... And let me guess. Barley and rye? Plus eensy little radish plants? Turnips and lettuce? How did you know? It's like I said the other day, my dear. It's simple. Look, in all my years working as a farmer, how many crops do you think I've hauled to the marketplace? Gosh, you've had so many years of experience, I couldn't even count. Exactly. I've hauled countless crops down that dirt road. And each and every time, I've noticed that as farmers like me wheel our carts toward the marketplace, we accidentally drop a few things. A couple of pea pods, a stalk of wheat or two. 
Those things get trodden into the earth by cartwheels, footsteps, and they stay there. Unless they get a nice plowing and a bit of watering, and then... <gasps> Up they come! The farmer flung her arms around Grandfather and gave his weathered cheek a kiss. You are amazing, Grandfather. Seriously, you are the wisest, most... The farmer froze. Who's that, do you think? The last time I heard someone banging that hard on our door, it was the king's guards. And they were looking for you. Don't worry, Granddaughter. Everything will be all right. Go upstairs and let them in. When the farmer opened the door, her stomach tied in a knot, because standing before her was, indeed, a team of the king's guards, and they were accompanied by the king himself. You! Are you the one who grew these crops out in the road? The beans and peas and oats and whatnot? The farmer was so nervous she could barely speak. Um, yes, your majesty. I, I guess... You could say it was me. But how? How did you manage to grow crops in this drought when everyone else's crops had withered away? And how did you do it in the middle of a dirt road? So the farmer took a deep breath and told the king how she did it. When she finished explaining, the monarch held out his bejeweled fingers, took the farmer's hand, and gave it a firm shake. Congratulations, farmer. You managed to grow crops when all seemed lost, and now you may have whatever your heart desires. So, what'll it be? Money? Jewels? Furs? Name it, it's yours. Actually, Your Majesty, I don't want any of those things. You don't? Then what do you want? I want all the beloved elders of this land to return to this kingdom. Although, I shouldn't say all, because the truth is... One of those elders never left. And it was his idea to grow crops on the dirt road. The king gasped as Grandfather appeared at the door. You see, Your Highness, countless carts drop their seeds and grains on the road every day. I learned that through years of farming. More years than you can possibly imagine. And thanks to those years, I have reason. Compassion. Wisdom. Three traits your parents had, too, before they passed on. The king hung his head, for suddenly he saw the foolishness of his ways, and straightaway issued a decree inviting all the beloved elders of the land to come back. Well, after that, the king lived to be very, very old with a head full of gray hairs and a face full of wrinkles. But now he also had a heart full of reason, compassion, and wisdom. Now it's your turn. What's something you enjoy doing with an older person in your life? Do you bake cookies with a grandparent? Do crafts with an aunt, uncle, or family friend? Get some paper and draw a picture of the two of you having fun. Then either mail the picture to your elder or have a grown-up help you send it digitally. Either way, I'll bet it'll warm your elder's heart to see it.
week's story, Plowing the Road, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Amory Sievertson. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Want to color while you listen? Sabina has made a black and white picture for every single Circle Round story. You grown-ups can find our coloring pages at wbur.org slash circle round. You'll also find a link to our swag, including our new water bottle and tote bag, both featuring the bright yellow Circle Round Lion. Special thanks to this week's actors, Theodore Chin, Thais Harris, Anthony Palmini, Erica Rose, Nick Sholley, Mike Smith, Alexia Trainer, and Kamiko Glenn. Grown-ups, you can see Kamiko Glenn in Liza On Demand on YouTube Premium and Orange is the New Black on Netflix. And kids, you can hear Kamiko in Baby Shark's Big Show on Nick Jr., Dogs in Space on Netflix, and the animated fantasy film My Little Pony, A New Generation. Our featured instrument this week was the balalaika. You can learn more about this stringed instrument from Russia and see a photo on our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Want to help us spread the circle round word? Please give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app and tell your friends to subscribe to the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. Hi, my name is Laurel. I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico. My favorite Circle Round story is The Emperor's Challenge because I like the part when May gets to become the new empress. My name's Elon. I live in Brooklyn, New York. My favorite Circle Round story is Little Koo, and my favorite part is when Little Koo gets his feathers. Uh, my name is Zoe, and I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and my favorite story was The Woman on the Moon. Hi, I'm Will, and I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and my favorite story is The Three-Legged Pot, because I like when it skips away. Hi, my name is Lily, and I live in Grand Rock, Texas, and my favorite circle round story is the well leather shoes, and I like the part where the shoemaker goes to the king's palace. My name is Mira, and I am from San Francisco, California. My favorite circle round story is the princess and the egg. I like it because it's funny, and it's funny because the man in the hotel asked Princess Pearl to pay a million coins. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.